0: Let's pray and ask God to help us now uh, as we come to his (laughs) work. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for these wonderful words. We uh, thank you uh, for all that we will discover about you through them. Uh, Father, we pray that you would indeed speak to us this morning, uh, that we would know that you are with us, that you are God. We ask this. In Jesus' name. Amen. So today, boys and girls, I'm sure you've already uh, remembered uh, this, but today is what? What is it? Yeah? Mother's Day, Mothering Sunday, that's right. And it's a day when we remember and thank and honour our mothers and those who have been a mother to us as well. For most people your mum either was or is the person who probably knows you best of all. So whenever I was growing up mum always seemed to know exactly where I was and exactly what I was doing and seemed to know everything about me. So if I, I know you would struggle to believe this, but if I got into trouble uh, or if I was doing something that I shouldn't have done, mum always seemed to know about it and was ready for whenever I got home. Anyone else got a mum a bit like that? Yeah, a few other people have mums like that. Now, whether your mum was like that or not, uh, whether you've had a good relationship with your mum or not, there is someone who knows you even better than your mum. And that's what we see in our Bible reading today, the reading that you have on this service sheet from Psalm 139. King David writes this psalm, and it's all about how God knows us and loves us and cares for us. So in verses 1 to 6, the first section of it, we see how God knows us. These days, every time you leave your house, you are being watched, and I don't just mean your nosy neighbours who keep an eye on things. Just think of the number of CCTV cameras and uh, speed cameras and dash cameras uh, in lorries and cars, all keeping a watch. On what you're up to and that's before you think of your Tesco Club card and other loyalty cards which monitor what you buy in exchange for some discounts or think of the way that you know Facebook or Amazon recommend products or adverts or people that you might be interested in. George Orwell talked about how Big Brother is watching you uh, in his novel 1984. Uh, but even more than all those various uh, cameras and tracking devices, God knows you. In almost every verse uh, of those uh, opening <laughs> verses, uh, we find the word know or a similar uh, word. O Lord, you have searched me, And you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. Every time you stand up or sit down, and we do quite a bit of that in church, in the Church of Ireland anyway, God knows about it. Every thought that goes through your head, God knows about it. Every time that you go out the door, every time that you lie down, God knows all about it. And even before you say a word, God knows what you're going to say before you say it. The question is, though, how does all that knowledge make you fail? Knowing that God knows everything about you, does that make you happy or slightly fearful or slightly anxious? Here's what David says in verses 5 and 6. You hem me in behind and before you have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. David's response to all that knowledge is amazement. He's amazed that God has laid his hand on him, that God has chosen him, that God knows all about him. Just think about that. He's amazed That the God of the whole universe knows David. Or the God of the whole universe knows about little Noah. Who will baptise later on this morning. He's amazed that God knows everything. It's too much to really take it in. But God knows us. But God doesn't just know everything about us. He is also always with us. That's what he says in verses 7 to 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn if i settle on the far side of the sea even there your hand will guide me your right hand will hold me fast you might be thinking about summer holidays or maybe you're thinking about holidays over easter time and whether you're planning to go to the other side of the world or the other side of rich hill the truth is that no matter where you go God is there. So on Friday, my friend Stuart has just gone to New Zealand for a month. Um, I imagine he's probably arrived by now. Uh, But when he arrives there, even down under the far side of the world, God is there with him. You see, there's nowhere that we can go that God is not already there. That's true in New Zealand and Norway and even Nure. It's true in Paraguay and Portugal and even Port Adai. But it's also true in the darkness. With the clocks springing forward today, this evening, I'm sure it'll be said in your house, there's a queer stretch in the evenings tonight. <laughs> but when the darkness comes, we can't see so well. And maybe we think in the darkness we're hidden. But David says, even... I don't know where that has gone. Even the night is like day to you. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. So God knows everything about us and God is always with us but there's even more in Psalm 139 because God has also made us here's what David says for you created my inmost being; you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Those verses tell us that God made us. Whether you're tall or small... Uh, whatever your hair colour or lack of hair, uh, whatever your skills or talents or abilities, God made you to be you. God designed you to be the person that you are. He created us. He knit us together in our mother's womb. Uh, And maybe you've seen a picture like that before, but nowadays uh, we have pictures like this amazing uh, to see uh, the baby before uh, they're born when David was writing at this psalm the first time that the baby would be seen would be when it was born but God sees God knows because God is at work forming and making and knitting together And God knows all of our days before one of them came to be. Isn't that amazing? God knows us. God is with us. And God made us. It's all amazing and wonderful and very uplifting on a Mothering uh, Day Sunday. But then, I wonder if you noticed when Gareth was reading... Then the psalm seems to take a weird turn. Look at it there, verse 19. It's almost as if it's been tacked on at the end, out of place, like a copy and paste error whenever you're writing your homework. Suddenly, David turns to talk about wicked and bloodthirsty men. So what's going on here? Well, let's hear what he says. He says, If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So what's going on there? David is concerned about the people who don't follow God's ways. God knows them too because... Wherever they are, God is there, and God made them. But they have turned their back on God. They don't want to know God. They don't want to be with God. And actually, if we're honest, that's all of us. You see, even though God made us, and God knows us, and God is with us, we have all turned away from God. I don't know if you've ever said this to your mum, leave me alone, just give me some space. Or maybe you've heard that as a mum. We say that to God all the time, leave me alone, we don't want it. But that's why the Lord Jesus came into the world. Jesus lived the perfect life that we haven't lived. He always and fully loved God and loved his neighbour and so fully honored and obeyed his parents. And then he died on the cross, the death that David says the wicked deserve. On the cross Jesus took the burden of our sin, our record of wrongs. Imagine if we had secret cameras following you for the past week. uh, Recording uh, everywhere that you went, uh, every word that you said, everything you did, and they were so good that we even had every thought that you thought. Would you like to See? Will I push the button? Show everyone? I'm fairly convinced that none of us would be very content to have our last week on this screen. But Jesus died to take away all the wrong things that we have done. Jesus died to give us his perfect record. His perfect right standing with God but to give us his life as a free gift of grace. We just have to receive it by believing that Jesus died for us as we trust in him. That's what David is asking in those closing verses. He's asking God, who already knows him to search him to know his heart to forgive his sins and to lead him in the way everlasting today it's our prayer that noah that will grow up to know jesus as his savior to follow in the path of jesus wherever He may lead him. You see, Jesus already knows Noah. But our prayer is that Noah will know Jesus. But actually, that's not just what we're praying for Noah today. That's our prayer for each of us here today. (laughs) That just as God knows you and is with you wherever you go, and God made you, that you would know God as well. That you would know the joy of sins forgiven, the joy of being welcomed into God's family. So let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we uh, do confess today that such knowledge is too wonderful for us. The way in which you know us, you are with us, you have made us, and you have provided Jesus to be our saviour. Father, we pray that each of us would indeed know you today. That we would gladly follow you today. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.